one Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T minus 37 seconds. The fight is going. E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. And welcome back to another edition of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I am the CEO and president of World Talk Radio, home to the Voice America Talk Radio and TV networks. Joining me, of course, my 13-year colleague, 18-year veteran and vice president of broadcast operations, Mr. Ryan Treasure. Ryan. Hey, what's up, Jeff? As I always like to say on Friday, Finding Your Frequency Friday is in full effect. What a great show that we're having today. Excited, man. Well, I, I love it. You know, it's 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 a good, it's a nice relief uh, at the end of the week when you're able to settle down, jump behind the mic and talk about just what's going on. Yep, I completely agree, and uh, we have a really cool show lined up for today, and mm -hmm. uh, we finally got our Facebook stuff back up and operational, so you guys can check out the Facebook feed at facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio. And make sure you're there. You can watch us uh, on Facebook. We'll be on Voice America uh, TV next week, uh, so we got a whole lot of things going. Last week, we had Mr. Ron Klein on the show. Yep, Ron was an interesting guest. Um, let yes. me tell you, a lot, lot of stuff to talk about uh, and, and just, you know, not problems, right? They're uh, He's a solution, a solution guy. He's guy. A, the solution man all the way. Here's the guy that uh, invented the magnetic strip solution uh, to make things easier to run credit cards. Uh, and he's just behind so many innovative uh, inventions that have helped uh, the financial world move forward uh, from the stock exchange yep. to the credit cards. Uh, Ron Klein's the man. Yeah, I know. I can't even believe that the inventions that he created 60 years ago, yep. you know, are still in full effect today and uh, in, in use in almost all of the kind of uh, RFID products that we use. You know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. What really, what, what I really like about Ron, I mean, everything, I like everything about Ron, but the fact that he just, he tried to retire twice. I mean, the guy, he's not a spring chicken, but you're only as old as you feel. But now, after 60 years of, you know, his inventions and working with people, now he decides he's going to travel the world and do speaking events and educate and consult uh, and he's got to be up in his 70s, right? Oh, to have a product that's patented and 60 years still in the making? Yeah, okay. yeah. Maybe, he might even be in his 80s. <laughs> God bless Ron Klein. He's a fantastic guy. His wife, Arlene, is a wonderful woman. Uh, so that was last week's show. If you missed it, go to findingafrequency.net. Uh, uh, you can go to uh, Finding a Frequency on Voice America. You can listen to our show on 17 different locations. So. It's all over the place. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. It's everywhere. So, how'd your team do uh, this week? Uh, the fantasy team? Yeah. Um, I actually lost to uh, somebody who wasn't even managing their team to the <laughs> point that they had an injured reserve player in one of the slots, and I and still, still got lost. beat. Yeah, it was terrible. That's a bad week. 
But that was my week last week. I actually, <laughs> I actually won this week, so I'm, I'm very proud of that because my team sucks. But in either case, I got I have Brady as my quarterback. That's all I care about because the Patriots are my team. So, yeah, Tom is the goat for sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. If I if I could build like a perfect fantasy team, it would be filled with all Tom Brady. So the goat goes back to pass, passes to the goat, goat for the touchdown. <laughs> go goat, go goat. <laughs> Tom Brady is the man. Is the man. So we're working on some new projects here uh, at Voice America. Yeah, we sure uh, are. One of these big projects. One of our clients that we work with is SAP. They are a $186 billion company. $350 billion. Oh, I'm, wow, am I way off on that one? Okay, <laughs> $350 billion. Okay, so they're a huge client, huge company. Uh, and we do roughly about five hours a week, 14 different shows. They have probably another, what, 10 in retention that you can go to the on-demand section and you know, podcast, you can listen to any of the shows you've ever done with us as well. Uh, but we're working on a new project, Ryan, and you are the go-to on that one. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's actually a really cool project. We're uh, we're taking uh, written content that's in long form or short form, uh, condensing it down to a short form content that's somewhere between three and six minutes long, uh, and then we're taking that content and distributing it um, as uh, like a daily briefing. Right. Uh, one of the destination points is going to be with the uh, Alexa uh, 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 item. So it's like the Echo, the Echo Dot. Uh, the, uh, the the other one with the screen is called the Echo View, mm -hmm. and so those Amazon on products which are voice activated uh, come Monday uh, next week we'll have a new skill in there that will allow people to access uh, you know that content in a technology basis from some of the biggest technologists around the globe uh, that are posting content to the digitalistmag.com which right. is an SAP right. product uh, and so writing scripts around that and our our fantastic host Bonnie D. Graham will Bonnie. be the voice of all of those Love uh, and, and we'll have them all available uh, as a daily flash briefing every day uh, on our website as well as also on the digitalistbag.com. Uh, and so we'll have all that content will be for every five days a week. And then the cool thing that we're doing that's a little different than uh, some of the other people that do something similar is uh, we have content that's specific to Alexa that gives you one piece of new content on a daily basis. Uh, but then we also have all of our content spread out through the traditional uh, syndication models to right. places like iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google Play, yep. uh, Player FM, Overcast, like, you know, all of those different directories and really maximizing short form content content as a daily flash briefing yeah it's it, awesome it's awesome uh, did you have uh, more to add to that or well um so as part of that offering as we you know start off with that one specifically for this project um our next feature that'll be coming out in a couple weeks after that um will be a full-on voice america skill uh where anybody will be able to activate the alexa skill to listen to any of the 600 uh radio shows right. and all their episodes that are listed on voice america so it, an example would be like alexa play Finding a Frequency Radio on Voice America, mm -hmm. and then it would go to and find that and play the most recent episode, right. and they can listen to that. And so basically have uh, you know thousands of hours of on-demand right. content available uh, with the spoken word. It's really right. cool. Exactly, and that's awesome. And that's just the stuff that we continue to work on. So, you know, that's why Voice America has been streaming for 18 years, and you know, we're always uh, at the forefront, and we want to be there with the latest technologies. And I think that we always 
uh, their first, whether it's a Mevo camera or oh, yeah. it's a huge SAP product. Uh, you know what? So. And there's even more to come because as as I continue down this road mm -hmm. of uh, voice-activated technologies, uh, you have things like Siri on the iPhone yes. and uh, uh, Brexit, I believe, which is the one for your Samsung phone. Uh, and then there's, of course, Cortina for Windows. And so the idea as we kind of move through this, uh, uh, through this spoken voice platform across the uh, landscape of audio delivery um, is to really put that content in all of those. So Alexa and, and Amazon is just the first stop. Uh, and I was reading over the weekend, uh, excuse me, throughout the week, uh, Alexa and Microsoft are going to be partnering on content for Cortina and Alexa. Right. So um, that'll be the next evolution as that merges, then that content will then also be available in Cortina. Uh, so we'll just move through the gambit. And I hope by the end of the year, uh, we'll be publishing all types of cool content through voice activated means across all of the mediums, including Google Home. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. And, you know, I want to give a shout out. You know, Bonnie, we mentioned Bonnie. Bonnie Graham is the host to all of the SAP content. And we awarded her with the Excellence in Broadcasting Award. It's only the second one we've given in eight years. So uh, that's just tremendous kudos to Bonnie. Yeah. She's one of the best behind the mic that I've ever met. So, yeah, she's truly a professional. She is. Absolutely. absolutely. And that brings me to, uh, we have our CTO coming out from uh, San Francisco. He'll be coming down. I'll just say this quickly. I know we're getting into a break. But uh, Gary Wells, he'll be joining us uh, for the, a long weekend, be with us on Tuesday. And, of course, he'll be working with you and talking yeah. to you about some of the stuff that we're working on now. So, yeah, it's going to be great getting yeah. things really set up to be yes. able to handle all the additional traffic we're expecting in 2018. And, exactly. you know, we'll talk more about that on the backside of the show. But, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Finding Your Frequency show. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to bring one of the coolest guests we've ever had right here on the show. And go check out all of us, all of our social media. Coolest Coolest. Had. Oh, yeah, guest host, all that. Uh, check us out on social media, at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinny 2, and, of course, FindingYourFrequency.net. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. 
If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. And I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. Thanks for coming back after the break. And we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, This gentleman has more than 23 years uh, of covering the ins and outs and the ups and downs of your favorite soaps on the SoapCentral.com website. Dan Krull is the host of Soap Central Live and Krull Krull Call radio shows here on Voice America. Dan has had the opportunity to talk to the biggest names in daytime TV and he's gone behind the scenes of all your favorite shows. When the stars have something to say, you can be sure that Dan is there to get you the whole story. When media outlets need a soap expert, they call on Dan. Because more than just being someone 
who talks about the soaps, Dan truly is a soap fan. Mixing praise, critique, and laughs, Dan provides the perfect way for soap fans to wrap up the work week and kick off the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Dan J. Crow. Dan. Hello, hello, hello. I am back. You are the man, my friend. Let me tell you something. Uh, we We miss you, man. We miss you. You know, it's funny. Uh, it was just like old times here. It's a Friday. It's, it's a yeah. live show. I was sitting at lunch making notes of things that I wanted to talk about. Then I remembered, A, it's not my show. And, <laughs> <laughs> and B, uh, some habits just die hard. I, I wanted to make sure that I had all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I had to make some changes because originally I misunderstood. I thought you were doing a show on finding your freak. I thought... <laughs> Love it. Get your freak on. You know, and I'm like, oh, well, let me find something, some interesting to talk about. Then I thought it was frequency. Right. Uh, and then I had to start all over. Okay. All right. That's how, how far That's down the enough. list of fighting yeah, your freak it. did you get? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should talk about those bullet yeah, points. <laughs> well, you know, it's actually funny that uh, I joke about that, but <laughs> I, I want anybody who's listening who hears the introduction and said, uh oh, okay, so this is going to be 40 some minutes with somebody who talks about soap operas in daytime. And I really, really think that it's interesting and important for those people who hear that and think that this might be one of the episodes of your show that they don't need to listen to. Mm-hmm. I would strongly advise against that only because, yes, that's my area of expertise, but I've found throughout my career that it's extremely important to follow and see what other people do in other fields. That's something that I've, I've tried to do sure. for all 23 years because just while it may not be uh, a, a perfect parallel to what you're doing, certainly people who have brands, people who have product, people who have this uh, this presence – they're doing something right. So there's got to be something that you can take from what they're doing or maybe from what they're not doing to really better your brand. So for those of you out there who are thinking, eh, I don't want to talk about evil yeah. twins and back from the deads, you really are going to want to listen to the next uh, 45 minutes or so here. Nice. And, you know, I'm really glad that you you clarified that and, you know, you made that statement because, you know, there's a whole lot of things that go on and it goes much deeper than talking about, you know, daytime TV and soap uh, soap operas. So uh, finding your frequency uh, or finding your freak, finding your frequency, it's all about, you know, the journey. And, you know, how did you how did you come to SoapCentral.com? Well, see, this is why people needed to stay to tune in, because I'm going to start it off with a cliffhanger. Nice. I didn't start with uh, planning to do anything soap related from the time I was in second grade all the way through high school and into college. Everyone knew it was uh, a well-established fact that I was going to be a doctor. Dr. Crow. Uh, I really wanted to be, uh, and you know, certainly not doing that now. Had things been different, I absolutely would have loved every minute about uh, medicine. I didn't step out of medicine uh, because I didn't like it. Uh, as is usually the case, uh, sometimes the universe has other plans. Folks can you know go to my website and read a little bit about me, but the short version is that I was a victim of a crime while I was in college. Uh, I needed to take some time off of schooling to heal and to sort of find myself again. And one of the things that I found in the course of my recovery was continuing watching all my children. Uh, It's off the air now, but back in the 1900s when I was growing up, uh, (laughs) 
it was it was very much still on the air. I actually went to school with a girl who landed a role on All My Children. She was only on for maybe part of a summer. But at that time, there was a storyline. Folks who are, are soap fans will remember this. Natalie was thrown down a well by her sister who took over her identity and married the man that her sister loved. And it, anyway, it was a lot of fun. I'd never seen anything like that ever in anything that I watched as a kid. So I got hooked on it and kept watching it. So it was there for me while I was recovering and trying to figure out what to do. Sure. Uh, and I, I think for a lot of people when you have these moments where your life is completely turned upside down when things aren't going the way that you expected them to. Uh, I, I think everybody's nodding and saying life rarely uh, goes the way exactly that you want it. But in that moment, it's, I think, not only where you find your frequency, it's where you find yourself. And for me, what I decided to do was uh, sort of connect online uh, the, the internet wasn't really a thing there. So for the kids who are listening, uh, it wasn't always there. Uh, and, and I started talking about myself and, and Philadelphia, where I lived at the time, and the soaps. And for me, uh, that was my outlet. That was what kept me from going into a dark place where it very easily could have been a spot where I fell into victim mode and said, this isn't what I want to do with my, my life. Poor me, poor me. Right. You know, live in my mother's basement for the rest of my life. Uh, so I, I turned into and then the short, long version is that turned into people deciding that they liked what I was saying about the soaps and uh, an, an opportunity came along to create a website when the internet was really in its early stages about all things soap. And I did. And people loved it. So I kept going. And, you know, now we're 20 some years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already said 23. So we got you. Well, yeah, and I mean, I said the 1900s, so people can. You know, and and Soap Central uh, is a still an active destination today, correct? It really Very is. Active. You know, there for for a while, uh, we had in the course of a couple of years, we had the cancellation of five soaps. We had, uh, you know, Guiding Light, which had been on the air back into the days of radio. So for a lot of our generation's parents or, or grandparents who remember uh, when television came around and that eh, that TV thing isn't really going to catch on. That was sort of the same thing when I was coming around, like, eh, that internet thing isn't going <laughs> to come along. What do you mean people are going to be right. on the internet, listen to a bunch of people talk about stuff? Nobody wants that. Sure they don't. Uh, now, you know. is it true, Dan, you had almost 30 or 40 million people coming to your site monthly? I did. Yeah. That uh, is back huge. In it really is. And, and the, the thing for me that was really scary is as the soap started to go off the air, I think when uh, everything started in 1995, don't fact check me on this, but I think there were 13 active soaps. And fast forward now the 23 years or so, and we're down to just four. Uh, I really started to think, well, what's going to happen as these soaps are going off the air? Do I need to find something else? Am I going to need to find another job? What's going to do? And I think part of that comes into uh, one of the things that your uh, teaser for the show mentions of making mistakes and taking chances. And for me, the mistake was deviating from my course of what I was doing and what I'd come to do well, which in this case was doing all things soap. There for a while I thought, hey, you know what, let's go off on a tangent. Let's start to cover some reality television, which is very much soapy in its own right. Uh, sometimes I think it's a little more soapy than the actual soaps. But started covering that and started covering some talk show things. And uh, by this time, you're, you're talking uh, in the 2000s, there were already sites that were doing 
those areas of topics and doing it well. So for what Soap Central was doing for soaps, you know, there were shows like reality central or I don't know, uh, but they were doing their things on soaps. So it was really hard to get a foothold. And for me doing that, it sort of diluted some of the attention away from the things that we were doing well. And that was something that I quickly learned. Um, I don't necessarily know that it's a mistake. I I don't really like using the word mistake. For me, it was some, it was a decision that was made. It ended up being a decision that wasn't necessarily uh, a good decision in the moment. It was reactionary to trying to want to capitalize on something when there were fewer soaps. And that's not what my audience wanted. My audience was saying to me, hey, do what you do. You talk about soaps. You're the best when it comes to talking about soaps. And that's what we want from you. We really don't want to hear your take on Survivor. We really don't want to hear your take (laughs) on The Amazing Race. And I wanted to. (laughs) I thought it would have been great. But the lesson that I got from that is, hey, uh, know your audience. Know what you're doing. Right, right. Playing playing the field you're supposed to be playing in. So, yeah, I mean, that's a valuable lesson to learn. And I think a lot of us have learned that in some capacity. You know, you go through your your trials and your tribulations and when you find your zone that's where you want to play and stick to that zone so yeah oh absolutely and i think one of the other things too is a as i said you know don't be afraid to do what you do well but the other part of it is don't let others change you something that Mm -hmm. i've noticed now as we're you know 2017 going to 2018 we're back to a point Um, this will be the weird part too, going back into the 1990s, anyone could sort of have a website for free because the internet was relatively new and it wasn't a big deal. Uh, Then it became expensive to do that, so they started charging people, so people disappeared. Now we're back to a point again where pretty much anybody can have a website that they want. And the thing that I've noticed is in doing that, there are a lot of other fan-driven soap opera websites that pretty much do whatever they want. They'll make up stories you know, they'll be sensationalists with tabloid type stories. And people will repeatedly come to me and say, hey, this particular website, they keep saying stuff that isn't true. And my response to them is, well, why do you keep visiting them? Right. Why do you keep supporting them? Why, if you know that they're saying that, uh, you know, Susan Lucci is going to come on as uh, uh, Luke Spencer on General Hospital and, and pretend that Luke became a, man, uh, a woman, why would you listen to it? If you know that they don't tell the truth, stick with what you know. Stick with the, the places that are actually doing a service. And I don't mean to sort of wade into the, the fake news type area, but uh, fake news just doesn't uh, apply in, in instances to, to politics. It can relate to pretty much anything. You can go onto the internet and search for anything anything and you're going to come up with stuff that's not true i mean there's what snopes uh they have a whole website (laughs) devoted to debunking things that come up on the internet one of my friends wrote me a message the other day that said hey did you know that they're closing all the dollar stores or dollar trees Mm. whatever they are and the first thing i did was type in dollar trees closing in google and it came up with this is a face uh facebook hoax so Mm. you know stick with what you Go and find people that you know that you can trust. Sure. Um, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Uh, and for folks who are out there too, if you have a product that you love, if there's a service that you love, if there's anything that you as a consumer enjoy, make sure that you support the things that you like. Uh, for me, that's the hardest part is the frustration when people will say, hey, I've been visiting other websites for soaps and none of their stuff is true. 
you know, it's the same thing if you use Tide all the time and then you decide to use the store brand. You can't complain to Tide and say, hey, Tide, the store brand didn't clean my clothing as well. You had something that you knew worked. Yep. Why do you necessarily need to deviate from uh, from what you know is working for you? Um, and to the other point of that where I said, you know, don't let others change what you're doing. There are, in my mind, there are three major soap websites. They would be, for me, at Soap Central, and then there are two major websites for the soap magazines, which have a very large presence for uh, Soap Opera Digest and Soaps in Depth. And the interesting thing that I bring this up is that uh, Soap Opera Digest has a very active base. They're Clearly, they're a magazine. They have a big following. They don't engage with their viewers on Twitter. They basically use it for posting mm. news, and there's no interaction. Uh, and then you go to the other side with someone on a Soaps in Depth, and in a disclaimer, um, I happen to be enemies with <laughs> with their <laughs> executive editor, Richard Sims, but he engages. He was one of the first to live tweet all of the shows for better or for worse. And one of the, the problems that you have with that and something that I've come up with, and maybe for folks who are listening as well who run a social media account, is it can often be very hard to post something and not tick off your viewers. For example, if someone likes a particular couple and you say, eh, not a fan, right. you run the risk of getting hate mail. Exactly. Uh, it's, a, it's the same thing with all of those. Um, so I, I've started doing that, but it, it's really a delicate balance. And the thing is you have to know your brand, be true to your brand, and be able to, uh, when you make a mistake in the social media space, you have to be able to act on it fast. You can't wait four months to reveal that your system has been hacked and 139 million people's personal information has been Equifax. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? I was just making a hypothetical. Um, you know, if for, you have to be able to be yeah, responsible. About that today. And, and in the event that something happens like that, you have to be able to come up and know how you're going to handle it. Um, it can be anything from a typo where I've seen. It can be anything where something had happened to me is I scheduled a tweet in advance to try to have, you know, active tweets throughout the week, throughout the night. And uh, a surprise happened on one of the shows, and it was contrary uh, to something that I posted. It was basically asking if two people should be a couple, and the show pulled off a surprise. And in that, uh, one of the characters that I suggested would be a couple was a victim of a crime by the other character. So here is my completely tone-deaf tweet saying, hey, should these people be a couple? And one assaulted another uh, and I, I heard from fans, and I had to explain, sorry, you know, this is, this is oh, how yeah, it happened. that had to blow up. Um, but to that is, you have to be prepared for that. You have to sure. know what you're sure. going to do if you make a mistake. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. You know, Dan, we're going to take a quick break uh, and then come back on the other side of the break and talk to you a little bit more about how you're finding your frequency. And uh, thank you for all the uh, information you're giving. And of course, sticking to your brand and staying who you are and staying the course is, you know, some interesting uh, information for people to follow. We're going to get more in depth. Yeah, we're going to get a little bit more in depth when we come back. Guys, check us out all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2. And of course, check out the uh, the Facebook page, uh, Finding Your Frequency Net. And of of course, the website, findingyourfrequency.net, and we're going to be right back with our special guest, Dan J. Kroll. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Fired. Answer the call. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. And I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. Welcome back. And we are talking to Mr. Dan J. Kroll, uh, SoapCentral.com himself. Uh, we were talking during the break, Dan. Uh, we've known each other for uh, quite a few years now. Uh, we were talking about uh, our intro to the um, the show about your intestinal fortitude and stepping out. You've been doing the Emmys for many years now. <laughs> Talk yes, to us many. about that. that, that uh, we'll just say many. Yeah, Folks I'm don't really need many. to know yeah. how long. <laughs> <laughs> It, you know, it, it's funny. Um, it, it really does. It, it doesn't seem like I've been doing it as, as long as I have. Um, but I, I have to say that I was the first online only platform uh, with a presence to be granted press credentials to an Emmy ceremony. And while that sounds crazy because there are so many websites now particularly devoted to TV, like a TV line or deadline, that – they only exist online, and they're at every event imaginable. Mm-hmm. Way back in, you know, in 1998 or so, uh, it was sort of unheard of. And to show you how times have changed, it still amuses me at this point. Uh, I don't know if it will for anyone else. They may just think that this is the weirdest thing they've heard. I was the first <laughs> reporter, first press person in the press room of a daytime Emmys that had a laptop computer. That's great. They looked at me like I was some sort of yeah. person from the future. Uh, like, They're like, where's his pen? Where's his pad? Are press people supposed to be writing uh, stuff down? That's what they, and they're like, where does it go? How does it do? I'm like, well, listen. So I type it into this little computer here, <laughs> and I push a button, and it goes off 
to the internet. Like, that. I wonder. I wonder how those same people reacted to the cloud when it was a big thing. <laughs> no. like, if their Probably minds got blown by a computer. Every stage, you know. <laughs> cloud, what? I don't so see them. stages. <laughs> Uh, probably the same way that I have, but you know, the, <laughs> with all of that and, and bringing in the the Emmys, is it does go into uh, for folks who they listen to the the intro to the show or the the promos for the show. There's uh, one that really sort of stuck out for me, and it's talking about summoning the intestinal fortitude to step outside your comfort zone. For me, I started the website to focus on soaps. The focus has always been for me is on the soaps on the people that we see on screen, on the people behind the scenes that we don't get to see who make these shows happen. I never wanted to be the face of SoapCentral.com. I, I never envisioned that. I didn't have any delusions that I would try to use the website to become a television personality. That was never the case. But as things happen, when you become an expert in a field, people do want to reach out to you and interview you. Um, I was actually on a reality show about craziness in pop culture and soaps. Uh, but then I was you know, doing the red carpet, and I'm fine with that. But as the Internet started to develop into what it is today, mm-hmm. it's really important to have a presence. It's very important for people to have a face yes. to something. They want to know, okay, well, if this is uh, the brand, who's behind it? What are they doing? They want to see that face. So I was sort of uh, faced with the challenge of going against what I wanted to do, which is just sort of to do what I do and do it well and mm-hmm. don't really need to be seen or becoming a a visible face. I will tell you that if I weren't doing all the things that I do on Soap Central, I would probably not have a media profile. I probably would not be on social media. I wouldn't be telling people about the critters in my backyard or uh, the things that I'm doing in the IHOP with the creamers. And uh, you have to check that, people. It sounds dirtier than what it intended. But go to my... You're building building your own castle right there on the table. I (laughs) am. Uh, But, you know, I, I sort of said, all right, if this is... If this is what needs to be in 2010 or 15 or whatever the year was, I'm going to have to be the face. That's It's just the way that it is. So as much as I didn't want to do all the other stuff, I, I realized, okay. So I've been doing red carpet videos that people can see either uh, on SoapCentral.com or they can check out our YouTube channel. There's a bunch of videos there. Yep. There's some floating around on the Voice America Talk Radio Network website yes, as well. Yes, they are. Um, I've been able and been asked to host events. I've been asked to host red carpets for premieres. Uh, I'm very excited. I don't know that it's actually been officially announced, but coming up in November, uh, I've been asked to MC a fundraiser here in Allentown, Pennsylvania for Lehigh Valley Hospital Networks. Uh, They have two charities that help raise funds for folks who have been affected by cancer, either covering costs that are not covered by insurance or uh, to help (laughs) be able to, uh, the loved ones who are uh, affected also by loved ones with cancer, so they can stay close to their loved ones while they're in the hospital. That's a great cause. It it really is. And and more than anything else, if if I have to be uncomfortable in the bits that I do, I'm glad that I'm able to use that bit of uh, uncomfortableness uh, to be able to do good, to be able to help. To me, that's that's really a part of it. And and actually, it was one of the things that I was wrestling with about doing a show here uh, on the network was like, I don't know that I want to be the face. I don't know that I want to, you know, have to worry about what I'm going to say and if it's going to offend someone or if it's going to be off brand. 
And for me, I realized, well, A, it's my company. I'm never going to say something that's off-brand because as much as I don't want to, it's I am Soap Central, and Soap Central right. is me. So if inherently I don't right. say things that are contrary to my personal beliefs and opinions, I'm not going to do that when it comes to my my business. Sure. So that was another thing that uh, I really think that it's tough to maybe get someone to convince them that they need to be not worried and to just sort of step side of, outside of that comfort box. Right, but right. But once you do it, so much pressure is off of you. Once you take that first step, and even if you screw up somewhere along the way, yep. it's you're, it's just much better to be <laughs> able to finally say that you've done it and to, to confront that fear. And then once, well, I mean, look at me. Once you step outside of that, there's just no stopping yeah, well, you. Well, it's kind of like if, if you always focus on, you know, working on the things that you're good at all the time and you never focus on something that you're not so good at that makes you uncomfortable, then you're not really growing as a person. It is. Uh, and, you know, the, the funny thing, too, is people are tweeting me and messaging me, you know, <laughs> in the moment of live interviews, you're going to say stuff that comes into your mind and it may not be accurate. Yep. You know, it, it can say um, comfort box, comfort zone, whatever it is, you know, it's live. It's done. Once it's out there, there's no coming it's back. It's out there, it. right? No, no yeah, coming you know. back. I have a whole blooper reel of six years of material <laughs> that I've done that is far more entertaining than any of the actual real newsy stuff I've ever did on any of my stuff. shows. The blooper stuff is always the good stuff. So is there a favorite story or an oops moment uh, on all these red carpets <laughs> that you've done? I don't know if there uh, I mean, there have been oops moments, never by me, because I am always 100% perfect. perfection, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people uh, on live shows, uh, particularly uh, here on the network or also on the red carpet, where folks have dropped every bomb, uh, S-bombs, F-bombs, all kinds of bombs <laughs> uh, on a live broadcast. And, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, hey, you know, it is what it is. There's uh, there's no restrictions here it's on live. It flies. It's out there. It's it's funny. I mean, I've had people walk in front of my camera. I've had people crash interviews. There's uh, a good one from a couple of years ago where uh, one of the stars at General Hospital came over, saw me, was excited to see me, and completely barged into an interview that I was doing with someone from The Young and the Restless, <laughs> and it just went left from there. I've had uh, Pat Sajak, when he was getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, he wandered over into an interview that I was doing with someone from Days of Our Lives. Hey, that, we, we were there for that one. Yes, we were. I yeah, believe, that's yeah, right. That was in, in Las Vegas. Yeah, that was yeah. the last one in Vegas. And um, and it turned out to be great because, as it turned out, Pat Sajak at one point in time did a guest appearance on Days of Our Lives with the person who I was interviewing, so it worked out well, which nice. the lesson of that is, uh, are there mistakes? Sure. But anything, even things that are unplanned or even anything that could be, oh, wow, this has gone wrong because now <laughs> someone's crashed my interview, even that can turn into a winning moment. And I think for me... Most of my winning moments are things that I didn't plan. Uh, I just, <laughs> just even shows. Yeah. You know? I've had shows I've had where uh, the guests didn't show up because they got the wrong day or the wrong time zone. Yeah. And suddenly I had an hour of time to fill. And somehow I, people have told me, you know, that was a really good show. Much better than the ones when you actually were... <laughs> 
you can uh, you can uh, dig deep, uh, Dan, and you can pull a lot out of the uh, the sack. Yeah, and you know, y- you make a good point because Jeff and I have dealt with the same thing out and you know doing broadcasts at events, and you know we've walked in the door to do something and do interviews where we're you know we have notes and we're all 100 percent prepared and we know everybody's name and they're all this and you know and those ones were not that they were bad broadcasts they were just you know uh, I guess I don't know evergreen and boring in some yeah. points because the some of the better content we've ever created is stuff we just walked through the door and we just ad libbed went live right it now it ends no, up no being prep. funny because just <laughs> like you said somebody will jump right in while yeah. you're doing an interview or we've had that happen we did the Influencers Unite event and we're t- uh, talking to Lester Spade and you know we're getting him ready to do a show on Voice America and you know we got Nick the Pizza Guy who jumps in there like you know it's okay we're doing an interview yet but it turned out to be funny you know it was so it was great yeah yeah it's 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 fun for me I, I've really enjoyed it um, whether sometimes uh, you know the the part of me is I like to have everything it's weird I don't consider myself controlling but I like to control the situation but sure. I've learned as I've said that sometimes sometimes the the universe has an alternate plan and if you can't sort of adjust what's going on you're not going to enjoy yourself. You're not going to have fun. You're going to miss the moments. So, you know, that's sort of like me on this show. You expected me to come on and you have in your mind what's going to happen. And, you know, you don't know if I'm going to say something intellectual or come out with fart blossom. (laughs) What? (laughs) Find your freak. (laughs) Pretty much. Get ready for that. Well, the rumor has it that uh, you love to try new foods and new snacks. what's, What's on the crawl top 10 list? Well, let me put an asterisk there. Uh, I don't like to try new foods because, for example, I hate vegetables. Vegetables and I will never get along. Uh, My mother now has gotten to the point where she defends my dislike (laughs) of vegetables, where neighbors will say, hey, uh, you need to try to have some uh, tomatoes in your life or some some zucchini. I'm like, no. And my mom will say, well, you know, he's 40-some years old and he's never eaten them. Exactly right. Uh, Jeff made a good point. The bunny eats all the veggies. (laughs) Well, and the fruit. I mean, I have a rat. For folks who want to know how things happen when you least expect it, uh, short version, I was supposed to be out of town when I was living in Philadelphia. I ended up through a confluence of of problems. I ended up being up at home, uh, opened up my garage door to go out and get the mail, and everybody outside was running around, freaking out, hands in the air, screaming. I'm like, what's going on? Is is there, you know, something bad going and like, it's a rabbit. Ah, run! rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad like it's a tiger movie. or something. Kind of. And I looked down, and there's a little white rabbit sitting right outside my garage. So I went and got a bottle of water, poured it in a dish. The rabbit came over to drink it. I grabbed him, took him inside. And I'm like, wow. I and he's never I, left. <laughs> he hasn't. And so, again, things of be open. But the rabbit steals fruit from me. It's the worst thing in the world. I can be sitting down on the floor eating watermelon and the rabbit will come up if I look snatch away, that. snatch the piece of watermelon off of my fork or out of my hands or out of the dish and run off. That's great. <laughs> no, it's not great. That's wrong. <laughs> it's like funny. that was my watermelon. <laughs> there's there's like a thing about thou shalt not steal. I don't think it just applies to humans. I don't I'm think pretty the sure it applies cares. to bunnies. 
Yeah, <laughs> he really I, I, doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they if they have Robert's a like, like a I bunny commandment. Cut myself a slice, I'd go get it. But because I can, I'm taking yours. <laughs> He's like, I don't have any thumbs, so I'll take it. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's it, with that is I'm very happy. We don't know where the rabbit came from. Uh, truthfully, in, in Philadelphia, I lived in a gated community with like an eight foot, nine foot brick wall around the entire. 20 some acres of property that we all lived in no one ex- uh, said that they had a rabbit that was missing no one knew of anyone who had a rabbit it was clearly a domesticated rabbit because it's right. white so you um, you have the only super bunny in philadelphia that can leap tall buildings with a single bound he does he's really quite handy he does a lot of things he's superhero he is unofficial mascot he <laughs> likes to talk to me he is also does he the can laundry. No, um, <laughs> not there. But he That's is somewhat yeah. of a Swiffer, although Pete is now going to come after me. The rabbit likes to roll around on the hardwood floors and pick up the dirt. So I don't That's know. Great. That's great. So I, I understand you now you've moved into the Krull Manor. I have. Um, and it's an interesting tie-in to what I said at the top of the show where you really have to look for uh, inspiration and ideas from other uh, other genres, other outside of your your field in particular. The house that I live in now was once owned by the owner of a department store in Pennsylvania. And while Allentown is a, it's the third largest city in Pennsylvania and in the terms of scale for the nation, I have no idea where we rank uh, in terms of metropolitan areas. But uh, it was owned by the founder of, uh, well, not the family that founded the Hess department stores, Hess Brothers originally became Hess's, and he was a master marketer. Max Hess Jr., he flew in celebrities from New York, from Hollywood, and had them come to a, a relatively small town in Pennsylvania, and that was part of the marketing. So people would come from all over the area to see these celebrities. Uh, Sonny and Cher performed in my house, Mm. in the nightclub, in in the basement, on New Year's Eve. That's cool. Lauren Green was here. All Many of the Lassies were here. Lassie may have peed in my yard. I mean, come on. <laughs> how, big Sharon's, is, how big is maybe this on house? The, maybe on the wood floor. That's why the bunny rolls around. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, but I mean, I mean, the bunny's starstruck by the smell of Lassie still lingering. It could be. You never know. I would I would hope that somebody has cleaned in the last you know 30 or 40 years that uh, <laughs> yeah, of right. course. They don't have remnants of Sonny and Cher, uh, you know, lingering in the walls. Oh, oh, I just got a little ill there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you need a black light and an x-ray machine. <laughs> kind of. This is going to be like a really bad CSI or, episode. Or an EVP. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It's, it's, um, but to that is he did all of these things. He, they, one of their, their most ingenious marketing tools were they were selling topless bathing suits, which – I think they were several thousand dollars. And in the time, this has been in the 60s or 70s, it was considered extremely, extremely risque and controversial. Now, they never sold any of them, but the resulting PR that they got from this small department store in Allentown, which actually wasn't really that small because at one point it had the highest per capita sales of any department store in the entire United States. And I think second in the world. Um, but wow. that is, they got more PR about this department store in a small Pennsylvania town selling these $1,000 topless bathing suits than they ever would have for anything else that they would have done. So part of the lore was to bring in the celebrities to have big flower shows. 
And I looked at that and I think, you know, in a time where that's what he had to do to make things work for a department store in 2017, that's sort of what I do in a, in a different sense to promote Soap Central is I, I interview celebrities. I, you know, try to come up with contests. We, we do charitable givings. There's all sorts of fun things that we do that uh, I think Max Hess would actually hopefully be kind of proud Um that the person who's living in his house is as much of a showman as, as what he was. Now, I mean, I've never had alligators in my swimming pool like he did or kangaroos in the backyard, but there's, you know, I have a possum. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Kangaroo would be cool. I could skip the alligators, though. What about a possum? What about a possum? Well, a possum would be fine. Just got to keep, okay, okay. keep, just gotta keep <laughs> them out of the garbage bins. raccoons, those are all cool, you know. Just keep the garbage in the lid on no them. You know? I've got a fox, in. a skunk, some raccoon. <laughs> uh, there's a great blue heron that flies over, some hawks. There's all sorts of fun stuff. I kind of like that. Uh, yeah. But to answer your earlier question, because I uh, was zipping along, it's it's only it's about a two-acre property. Um, okay, it's, all right. In terms of scale of life. Um, it's just big enough to not want to shovel snow or cut the grass. Yes, right, <laughs> right. Shoveling snow uh, is something I don't miss. You know, being from the East Coast, growing up in the East Coast, I shoveled many a driveways, uh, not to mention my own. The, ho- the house I grew up in when I was a kid, the length of our driveway was about the length of a football field, wow. and, it, and it went uphill. So we had to shovel that driveway <laughs> every <laughs> every year many times and i hated every time so i don't miss snow no and you know while we have snow you of course out there have the infamous haboobs um show me your haboobs and the i'll show haboobs. you my blizzard <laughs> <laughs> he's like i raise you 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 have two haboobs i raise you one blizzard <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But we do have mountains. Yeah, I guess you have mountains out there. Whatever. It is what it is. Everybody has their... their Are people going to get offended because well, we the, said Well, the boobs? good news is two hours north, I, I can see snow. You know, two hours uh, south, I'm in Mexico. Four hours this way, I'm in Vegas. Uh, four hours this way, I'm in L.A. So I like the location. That's what I like about Arizona. Yeah, I'm. Ha- you know what? I'm actually happy living where I'm at. I, I was raised here. I'm back here. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I was necessarily ever designed to live in a city. It's up for something. It's up for debate. I enjoyed every minute of the 20 some years that I lived in Philadelphia immensely. Uh, one of the biggest supporters of Philadelphia. But there's something to be said for being back here and not having any neighbors. Where did, not, you, where did you go, Dan? Uh, I went to Temple. I, I lived here. I went to Philadelphia. I went to Temple. Yep. I stayed in Philly for 95, 96, like 21 years or so. Okay. I'm old. And then now in Allentown. So right? you've and always been I'm, in Pennsylvania? I have. Um, okay. I, at one point I wanted to live in the West Coast, but the older I've gotten, the more I realize that the people in Los Angeles, I'm sorry, I love all of you, they drive me crazy. Like there are no I lived there for two years, Dan. Lived there for two years and I hated it uh, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's the weather is great, and uh, you know, for that's five million dollars, you can right. buy a shack. Uh, <laughs> it's just, yep. I don't know. I'm very happy shoebox. here. Yeah, I love the uh, Beverly I'm, Hills. It was not. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Dan? It was great for you to talk to you again. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, always enjoy talking to you, and we'll have to. Uh, come together i have launched an influencers channel and i want to talk to you about being the daytime influencer so 
We got to have a chat, my friend. Well, sounds good. I'm always around. And thank you so much for having me and for the folks who listen to me and my uh, frequency. Awesome. Dan, Love thank it. you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, again, fantastic uh, round of applause for our great guest, Dan J. Kroll. Go check out his website at SoapCentral.com. He is the man. And we'll always bring you some fantastic content. Next week's special edition of Finding Your Frequency. Just want to throw that down one year live on the air. We're going to come do a two-hour extravaganza and bring you some awesome guests. So don't forget to follow us all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2. Go check out the website at www www.findingyourfrequency.net and of course on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash net. We'll be right back next week with our two-hour special Finding Your Frequency. We're out. <laughs>